Yeah, I mean, I think just when the big moments come, you have to step up. If you, if you see yourself as a leader, as a, as a big-time contributor to your team, I mean, the saying is big-time players make big-time plays and big-time moments. Don't try to be a superhero. Don't try to be Superman. Do everything on your own because it's all about the team. It's all about one goal and one mission, and that's, that's what team sports are about. What's up, Vikings fans? This is Chris Corso here with episode 45 of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. It's been a a little bit of a quiet week um, after the schedule release in the, uh, the past week and going through the draft and free agency. And finally, there is nothing really on the football calendar other than these virtual off-season meetings that the Vikings and and their staff and players are going through here as as the rookies get to meet their new teammates, the undrafted free agents get to see what it's like to be a professional football player. So um, with that, I bring in Jay Nelson, uh, producer of the Minnesota Vikings podcast, and Gabe Henderson as well. What's going on, guys? We finally have a breather to kind of – relax with what's been going on we had like 25 new players um with the undrafted free agents and the draft class of 15 players so it finally gives us a chance to to relax Gabe for sure and when you say 25 the first thing that popped in my head is that's it like only 25 players but (laughs) it just seems like so many players have there's so many new players on this team this year it's it's going to be interesting here it's it's an interesting time not much going on but I know we're going to talk about a few other things that's been happening around Vikings country uh, pretty here pretty soon. Absolutely, and we have a ton of content on Vikings.com. Continue to check that out. Um, Gabe has been working on this rookie mini chat that will appear on the Vikings platforms next Wednesday, which will be awesome. We'll get to that later. Um, as well as we got a chance to talk to uh, Vikings fourth-round draft pick Troy Dye. Very interesting character. Uh, Adam Zimmer, the Vikings linebacker coach and and co-defensive coordinator, really likes uh, what he's going to bring to that linebacker room. So stay tuned for that in this episode. And finally, we're going to talk about the preseason schedule um, that got released this past week. That's finally been finalized. And uh, Anthony Harris, we'll start out with that, Jay. He's become a, a big part of this locker room. He finally signed that tender offer. Uh, that was offered to him at the beginning of the free agency, Jay. Yeah, the thing with Anthony Harris, like you said, he is a big part of that defense and and being able to have Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris back together in that secondary, especially one that's going to look a lot younger after the draft and, and free agency has hit. And I think uh, a guy like Anthony, the best part about it is, is he's somebody that's earned it. You know, he started as an undrafted free agent and the fact that over the last, you know, five seasons, he's been able to, to go through earn his starts, earn his playing time, and now he's getting paid. You know, last season he had an insane season. The numbers were, were really big, and, and he was tied in the regular season for interceptions in the league. So a guy like Anthony, I'm sure he wants to get a, a long-term deal done, and that's something that can still happen. They can still work on that here this offseason into the middle of July. But uh, it, it's great to see a guy like Anthony Harris get rewarded, and it's even better to see that he's rewarded back in purple for the 2020 season. I mean, he puts out a heartfelt message on his Instagram and and on all of his platforms, and, and that was really cool to see how proud and and happy he is to be a Minnesota Viking. But um, to keep these two safeties together, Gabe, uh, when you have a bunch of young cornerbacks 
that are going to have to prove themselves this year. I think that's a pretty big deal. For sure. And that and Jay hit on it earlier. When you bring in all these young guys, you, you need that veteran core, guys who've been here for a while that can implement the game plan and, you know, can be, you know, that middleman between, you know, coach and player. Uh, well, coach and rookie, because let's let's be honest, like Harrison Smith, he's a coach on the field now. He's been he's been playing for so long. You got Anthony Harrison, Harrison Smith back there, and they've built that continuity and they know how each other plays. So it only makes that transition for those rookies that much easier because you got guys in the back that can help them or put them in the right places uh, to be most effective and, and just play play hard because. I feel like at the cornerback position, if you're in cover two or you're in cover four, if you have trust that your safeties are behind you, uh, it, it just gives you one one less thing to worry about. So it's going to be exciting uh, to have Anthony Harris back. I'm excited to have him back. I'm sure everyone is. Uh, I, I guess my question for you uh, would be, like, why, why, why do you think this makes sense now? He was tied for the lead in interceptions this year, this past year, and it seems like he always makes a play in these big moments um, the first game of the season at home against the Atlanta Falcons, he had five tackles, a fumble recovery, and two interceptions. So, um, and I'll never forget a few years ago when the Vikings hosted uh, the the Rams at home, and the Rams were probably the top offense in the league that year, and it was a fumble recovery at the one yard line by Anthony Harris that changed the entire tide of that game. And I'll never forget that play was pretty much. There's always a play in each season that you remember that's like that play is kind of what, what sets the tone for that season. And, Jay, I think in 2017 that, that fumble recovery by Anthony Harris on the one-yard line was one of the most memorable plays of that season. If I remember, too, with that one, it wasn't just a fumble recovery. I think it was a strip uh, recovery at the one-yard line. And, and it, to me, it, it just shows that Anthony's a gamer. He's got a nose for the ball. He's He's got 180 tackles over the his career at this point. And the thing for, for me with him is he's a guy that you can rely on in any situation. If he's got to make a tackle, he'll make a tackle. If he's got to go for the ball, he's, he's going to be there. And more than anything, by having him solidified on the back end, it means that Harrison Smith has the ability then to roam around and, and wreak havoc like he does. So if you can rely on a guy, if you're supposed to have, you know, cover two and all of a sudden you got a guy like Harrison Smith coming up on the line going for a blitz, it means that they have 100% faith and trust in a guy like Anthony Harris to do his job and handle his business. All of those turnovers, all of those plays, a guy like Anthony Harris was was definitely do a nice big contract and, and I think the team definitely shows that they understand how important he is and how important he was on the market by franchise tagging him and trying to get something done. So in my opinion, it's great that they're willing to bring him back for this season. And I'm really hoping they can get something done. And, and if they can, that's even that's gravy on top of the situation for 2020. He was an undrafted free agent and he's become one of the best safeties in the NFL. So good for Anthony Harris. Um, I look forward to hopefully a long-term deal uh, being in the works for him going forward. Uh, now we get to the topic of the entire show, and that's Troy Dye, the linebacker out of Oregon. And the linebacker position is so sealed up for the Vikings and their defense because you have two players that make the Pro Bowl just about every year. Um, but when that guy is sitting there for you to, to, to take, it's almost like yeah, you just have to add him to the group because he led the Oregon Ducks every single year in tackles for four seasons 
the team was four and eight when he got there his first year. And to see the way that he kind of helped build the program along with quarterback Justin Herbert, it's amazing to me because I go back and watch these games at Oregon and, and he seemed to make a big play in every single big moment. Gabe, what were your impressions of, of Troy Dye and and getting getting to know him a little bit? When you look at his film, he, he's just relentless. He puts his body on the line. He knows how to play. He, he understands the game. He reads his keys. He pretty much can do everything at the linebacker position that you need him to do. Uh, granted, uh, one one of the big things the scout says that is that he's undersized. When you ask him that, he's like, well, whatever my size lacks, I make up for that in smarts and how I play. And I think that is well said. I mean, like you said, he led his team in tackles four straight seasons. I mean, that if that doesn't say who he is as a football player, I don't know what will. So just, just him alone, what, what he can do uh, on the field, uh, it speaks for itself. And then he's known for being the locker room guy, the locker room speaker box, the guy that just gets everybody going. So I think, you know, he'll fit in just well. I know your interview was phenomenal. So I'm looking forward to see what else he had to say. All right. Well, with that, we'll let Troy take it away. And, and let's listen to what he had to say about how excited he is to be a Minnesota Viking. What's up, Vikings fans? This is Chris Corso here. I am joined by one of the newest Vikings, and that's linebacker Troy Dye, the 132nd overall pick. And just getting to know you a little bit before the call, it's it's it seems like you're pretty excited to be a Minnesota Viking. Man, most definitely. I, I'm super thrilled to be in the purple and gold. I mean, it means everything to be part of such a, a great organization and, and coming to a, a, such a great team and a great defense and uh, just hoping I can contribute in any way and just hopefully help improve the team. What have these virtual meetings been like? Obviously, you're a rookie, so there's a lot of new things going on, a new environment, uh, yeah. a new virtual environment. So what has it been like to meet all your, your teammates on, on the computer? It's definitely been different because you, like, you don't get to see that interaction face-to-face, shake hands, see everybody, get to know uh, names to faces and be able to pinpoint different things. But, I mean, it's been a great – I've had a blast with it, I think uh, – the linebacker group itself has been super open and welcoming. Uh, all the vets have been uh, super helpful, whether it comes to plays and stuff like that. Uh, they're they're loose with it. They they just they accept it right away, and they're just having fun with us. So it's been it's been a blast so far, but it's definitely been different. Uh, a little bit longer meetings than I'm used to. So, but it is what it is. It's fun. It's 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 uh it's different for sure. But I'm I'm having a blast with it. I think I might know the answer, but who is the teammate or teammates that you've been most excited to meet and learn from? I mean, it's it, pretty, pretty self-explanatory, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited to get in there and, and really learn from Eric and, and Anthony and just have fun with them. I mean, both, even both Eric, I mean, Eric Kendrick and Eric Wilson, uh, even AB. So just trying to get in there and pick their brains because they played the game for so long and they've done it at a high level. And uh, just get in there and just, just be able to just get little tidbits from them and just how to, how to prepare like a pro, how to play like a pro, how to practice like a pro. Those are the things that I'm looking for and, and, and trying to just, just – even if I'm just watching from afar and just see how they do things and uh, just be able to have that those type of people around me in that room is, is pretty awesome to have all pros and pro bowlers in, in your room already walking into it is pretty pretty cool. Has Eric or Anthony said anything to you that's that's like really stuck with you in these first couple of weeks meeting those guys? Not not necessarily yet, uh, just because it's been it's been just installs and stuff like that. So there's not really much we can we can talk about or get on the field and, and learn techniques and different things like that. But you can tell that they have a very uh, command and control over the defense, and they and they understand what they're doing. They they know 
what the plays are. They understand where people got to be. And you, you need that in your leaders. You need that in the people who, who are your rocks, your defense. So I just think uh, just be able to just learn from those guys and how to study and how to, how to get things down the right way is going to be beneficial to me in my career. And so I'm just looking forward to, to be a sponge and, and absorb all the knowledge I can. So what have you been up to outside of football? I know this is a this is a weird time. Have you been playing video games? Have you been going out for runs or, or doing some some in, indoor workouts? What's been going on there? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been working out, uh, just trying to just find different things. Uh, I'm actually down at my mom's house right now, so she has a little gym in her house to work out at. So uh, it's been it's been pretty uh, beneficial for me to have that here. Uh, I'm not a big video game guy. I'm not like most people in my my age group. I, I don't even own an Xbox or a PlayStation, so I don't. Wow. Not, I don't. Really play, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't. I don't really even play video games. Uh, I love watching movies. Uh, I'm a big movie and TV series guy, so I just love watching just different movies and things like that. So I've been on Netflix and the Hulu's and and the HBO goes all those type of apps pretty hard, just like scouring, just waiting for something new to pop up every day. Like man, just give me something new. Give me something new. Man, I just watched us. Uh, was it sleeplessness last night it was a really good one it was it was super it caught me off guard i watched den of thieves really good one i gotta start ozark everybody's been telling me that ozark's been a really good one so i gotta start that with my girlfriend and uh but besides that i just been hanging out with my baby because we just had a baby uh, a little over a month ago so we're just hanging out with him just trying to get acclimated with him so besides that it's just been a uh, spin football movies and babies so really that's just that's been my life for these past week and a half two weeks and I would have changed it for the world. So you had a baby in April, then you're drafted by the Vikings yeah. about a month or two later. What? It's got. I mean, are you like a grown? You're growing up right before everyone's eyes here. What? What has it been like? Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely been surreal. I mean, like you said, April is probably the craziest month of my life. I mean, April seventh, my son was born, and then April twenty fifth, I was drafted. So within within a couple of weeks, I was knowing where I was going to live for the next year or two, and it's been it's been a blast. I mean, just be able to to just see the transition and just to see the the new walks of life and just how how things are changing, like whether it's buying baby formula and diapers and I understand like how expensive that kind of stuff is or learning a new playbook and just trying to get acclimated, trying to find a spot to live in Minnesota, just different things that contribute that you're not usually used to you know, coming from college. So it's definitely been a, a big grow up moment for me, but I've, I've enjoyed it because I think I have a good counterpart in my girlfriend, Mackenzie. So we've been working together really well. So I think just having her be my rock has been pretty awesome. I went back and watched a little bit of your tape over there at Oregon. And man, it was impressive to see you guys started out four and eight your freshman year. Yeah. You lead the team in tackles every single season that you're there and finish off with a Rose Bowl win that was about yeah. as dramatic as possible. What was it like just going through that, just bringing Oregon back to the top? Uh, like, like you said, it was it was definitely difficult going from four and eight to Rose Bowl champions, but it was it was a fun roller coaster. I I wouldn't change it for the world. I've met a lot of great coaches. I've met a lot of great people along my ride. I mean, uh, I think Eugene is probably my second home because I just fell in love with the community. And I feel like I have a spot there for the rest of my life, no matter what. And it's just I've built so many friendships and so many relationships over those four years. It just meant the world to me. So to be able to go out with that senior class that I came in with and uh, go out with the Rose Bowl, it just meant the world because we've been through so much. Um, three different coaching changes, three different offenses, three different defenses, um, different scandals, different things going on with strength coaches and, and 
administration people just different things that can distract people people transferring people getting kicked off there's many things that can get you discouraged and you can go four and eight and six and six and then eight and four and then the last year be eight and four and you'd be okay with that but i mean it's just we had a different mindset and a different goal and we made sure everybody was on the same page going through this last year and uh, we made it happen. So you had a, a knack for making big plays and big moments. I saw that interception yeah. with like with a cast on in the Pac-12 championship. And then you go on and have nine and a half tackles and a fumble, uh, forced fumble in the in the Rose Bowl against Wisconsin. What, what was it like to just step up in those big moments? That was big for you. Yeah, I mean, I think just when the big moments come, you have to step up. If you if you see yourself as a leader, as a as a big time contributor to your team, I mean, the saying is, big time players make big time plays and big time moments. So I've always carried myself like that. If it's a big time moment, I really want it all to be come down to me because I don't want to have that that feeling like, man, I could have done something or I could have did it. But if it comes down to me and I don't do it, then I don't do it. If I do it, then I do it. Like it's it's, it's, it's very black and white when it comes to that 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 big time plays. Either you do it or you don't do it, and that's a, kind of the way. I I carry myself and, I, and I, I look for those moments. I live for those moments. I live for to be in that big time spotlight. And uh, I'm just looking forward to making some big time plays in Minnesota myself. Do you know anything about Mike Zimmer's? I mean, you've learned a little bit about this double A gap blitz going on with the linebackers, but that's a big part of what the Vikings defense does. So how do you think your experience there um, with the Ducks will translate to the Vikings? I think I think my experience at the University of Oregon is going to translate uh, to the Minnesota Vikings in, in multiple different ways. I think having been coming from multiple defenses and having to pick up a playbook uh, three years and in, in the offseason every year in my career there, it, it kind of helped me when I when I'm making this transition into the NFL because I can pick up a playbook at the same speed I've been doing the past four years because I have to do it fast. And I think just being able to be in so many different schemes and seeing that the, the defense that we're in now that there's some things that I used before and that I can relate to so it's helped me to pick up things a little bit faster but I just think just the the way that the team is coached is the biggest thing that's going to help me transition I think uh, we were we we're fast physical at Oregon and that's the way that they want to do it in Minnesota so to be able to just come in and just be in the same type of philosophy and just be out there and just play hard every play like give it everything you got and be about your like be about the team give it Give everything you have for the team. Do your do your one eleven. Be a part of the be a part of the team. Don't don't try to be a superhero. Don't try to be Superman. Do everything on your own. And that's the biggest thing. That's why I really fell in love with this defense so far. Is because it's all about the team. It's all about one goal and one mission. And that's that's what team sports are about. So there's a lot of connections with you and the Vikings and and Oregon and the Vikings. Uh, starting with Adam Zimmer and and Coach Mike Zimmer, who coached your brother. Um, at the Cincinnati Bengals, and they know your family yeah. pretty well. So, uh, what has that relationship been like? Adam Zimmer is a big fan of yours. Yeah, I mean, Coach Zimmer has been—he's been awesome. I mean, we—we we actually we just talked about my brother today. He had, he had uh, talked to him the other day, and uh, it's been—it's been awesome just be able to just have somebody to to go to if I want to call my older brother and just talk and just and be able to just like okay like how is coaching this this type of aspect and and my brother has a lot of respect for coach Zimmer and he loves him to death so when I when I got that call I was like man this is this is awesome like I know like I have like somebody who knows like somebody from my family is it's, it's kind of awesome it's kind of surreal it's kind of a small town like a small world type of a situation but it's, it's definitely awesome uh, I've been called Tony a couple of times in the meetings but <laughs> I don't care about my family. My parents still do that to this day. So if, if a coach makes a mistake once or twice, it's, it's no problem. But it's, it's been an awesome moment just to be able to be in, this, be in these meeting rooms with Coach Zimmer and be able to just learn from one of the best coaches in the game. Absolutely. And I think your dad played some college ball as well. What was that like learning from him growing up? 
Yeah, I mean, I started learning defenses and schemes at a very young age. I think I was about seven or eight. Like, you know, most Pop Warner kids learn how to hold the football and run through different things. And I was learning personnel and different offenses and different things of that nature. And I think that's been one of the reasons why like, I, I, I fell in love with football is because from a young age, like, I understood the, the concepts and schemes of, of the game. And I think my dad paid a, a big dividend to that. And I, I think without him, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And I think he's he's done a great job of, of raising me to be the man I am today. So last year, the Vikings drafted Dylan Mitchell, a wide receiver out of the University yes. of Oregon. I think you know him pretty well. <laughs> what was that like to, yeah. to learn that your your teammates in the pros with your college roommate? Man, it was, it was super crazy because me and Dylan had talked about it must have been three or four days before. Like, man, how crazy would it be if I, I ended up in Minnesota? Like, it'd be super awesome to be back. Like, because I mean, Dylan was the first person. Like, we both enrolled early at Oregon. Like, we were roommates. We've been roommates since 2016. So, it's been super. It's been super awesome to to just know that I'm going back and have somebody that I know, and uh, to have somebody that my girlfriend knows and be able to relate with too. So, it's it's kind of cool to just go to a, a place where you're not just alienated and isolated where you don't know anybody and to be able to have a friend to be able to refer you to places and, and see different things it's, it's been pretty awesome and uh yeah so I'm just looking forward to it and, and get back out there with my friend last question here just looking at going to Minnesota and, and finding an apartment finding a house there what has the process been like and and how, when do you when do you see yourself moving to Minnesota um, I, I plan to move sometime in July, uh, just trying to figure out when, when my girlfriend feels comfortable to move out with the baby. Uh, we're looking at houses right now to rent and just to be smart and just stay out of, stay out of too many busy areas and stay out of the safe because we have a dog and a baby. So we're just trying to get something with a little yard and just be, be off and just tucked away and do our little family thing. So, I mean, we're leaving on the Zillow and stuff like that, but I remember reach out to some of the people on the on the team to get referred to um, some real estate agents and things of that nature, so I can have a, a good a good reliable source and be able to know that I'm going to the right areas and staying out of danger and stuff like that because I'm not even close to being familiar with with the area. So just got to be able to to get to in contact with somebody that knows it and be able to help us uh, grow and and figure out where we want to go. Well, hopefully Minnesota becomes your home for a long time. Yeah. And I, I know we're excited to have you. And, and hopefully I'll be able to see you soon up there and at the TCO Performance Center in, in Minnesota. It, it was great to meet you, man. Yes, sir. It was an awesome pleasure being here, man. Really appreciate it. All right, well, thanks again, Detroit, for joining us. Uh, we know Vikings linebacker coach slash co-defensive coordinator Adam Zimmer. He's always looking for smart players um, like Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr, and, and it seems like he's going to fit in pretty well in this group. I mean, you still have Eric Wilson, Ben Gideon, Cameron Smith, uh, DeMarcus Gates, who we signed out of the XFL uh, in the offseason. So there's a lot of players that are going to be fighting for just to be a part of this roster and, and potentially just to be a part of special teams um, in the upcoming season. So definitely something to watch. And I think we got one of the best linebacker cores in the NFL for sure. Um, the next thing I want to get to is Gabe has been doing a lot of cool stuff um, since he joined us a, f a few months ago. And, and I've really loved working with him on this podcast and, and the stuff that he's done uh, with the draft and getting to know a lot of the draft picks. But you, you got to interview these guys on draft night, and now you get to introduce them to each other. You get to hear um, some backstories. And, and this is the Vikings rookie mini chat that will air on Vikings platforms on uh, next Wednesday. Gabe, tell us a little bit about 
what you've been doing with the Vikings rookies and, and who you've been talking to. Yeah, so myself and a lot of other people within the VEN team, we've been interviewing some of these these rookies. Yesterday was Alexander Madison and Ezra Cleveland. Basically, the structure of this rookie mini chat series is to give fans uh, a better understanding of who these guys are since the players aren't here and we can't do like, you know, the meet the rookie type of thing. So granted, uh, what they're what they're going through right now by looking at us through a screen they're doing the same thing for their teammates. So it's like, all right, well, let's just use this uh, virtual time to get to know each other better. So using, you know, some trivia questions and some follow-up questions, we get to understand these guys. Uh, today, we had the opportunity, which will be the first episode that we'll release next Wednesday, is Jeff Gladney and Justin Jefferson. Uh, there were a lot of tidbits. I don't want to say too much. Jay warned me before I got on. Don't let him know too much, so I won't say too much. But you got to give him the tease, Gabe. It's got to be the tease. Hey, that's, that's what it's all about, right? So <laughs> just know we're starting off strong with two first-round draft picks, Justin Jefferson, Jeff Gladney, and then uh, Brian Cole and Cameron Dantzler, the teammates in college. Uh, those guys uh, talk. Granted, they have seen each other. Uh, big former teammates. It's fun. I'll just put it that way. Uh, like like Kawhi says, all of these guys are, are fun guys. So yeah, I feel like fans would get their get their money's worth uh, listening to these guys get to know each other, as well as getting to know these rookies while they get to know. I feel like it's just layers being peeled back through uh, just conversation. So stay tuned to Vikings.com. Awesome stuff, Gabe, and and we'll, we'll definitely be looking forward to that content on Vikings.com and all the Vikings platforms. Um, the last thing that I want to hit on here is the Vikings schedule was announced last week, of course. The Vikings preseason schedule was finalized this week. We'll open up on a Friday, August 14th uh, at night against the Houston Texans uh, at U.S. Bank Stadium, Jay. At that date, I'm just looking forward to just seeing a football game being played. That's pretty much all I have to say. What else do you have to do on a Friday night, especially in August, right? No, the, the best part for that kind of stuff is, is I remember, how about this one? In the way, way, way back machine, the very first preseason game was actually on my wedding night. So when I got married in August, everyone was giving me a hard time in my family about the fact that I was getting married on a Vikings game night. But the best part was then they had something to watch at the bar. So, um, you know, for, for Viking fans, I think with everything that's been going on for this a whole off season at this point and the fact that even now things are finally starting to, to loosen up and, and people are starting to get back to normal i think as of now with the way the schedule is going and the fact that everything is still slated to to start on time more than anything i think fans will just be excited to see people in purple on the field ready to play a ball game in whatever capacity they can get it it's kind of the beginning of fall but more than that it's us finally getting back to normal and the Viking season starting on time, and, and I can't wait for that to happen. I, too, am looking forward to preseason week one, Friday, August 14th at 7 p.m. against the Texans. Hey, did you have did you have a sunrise wedding uh, the, the day of the Vikings preseason game? No, I did not. I, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was an evening, but here's the thing. The ceremony was done in time so that we could actually be at the reception. Gotcha. So that at least when the game was on, we could be watching the screen while, while uh, hanging out with everybody, friends and family. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Love that. Going through the, uh, the following couple games on the, on the Vikings preseason schedule, week two will be another Friday night at 6 p.m. Central. Um, Friday, August 21st, we'll take on the Cincinnati Bengals on the road. Uh, the next week after that, we'll, we will finally play on a Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Time, August 30th, 
taking on the Cleveland Browns and Kevin Stefanski. That'll be very fun as we talked about and finally finishing up preseason week four where we all can't wait to get it over with. That'll be a Thursday, September 3rd, 7 p.m. Um, at U.S. Bank Stadium against the Seattle Seahawks. Thank God that we all don't have to take that trip to Seattle uh, preseason week four as we have in the past. That is the Vikings preseason schedule. Very exciting just to see these dates on paper. Um, obviously three of four in that primetime sort of spot um, on Fridays and, and a Sunday night as well. So um, just wrapping up, I'll ask you, Gabe, do you have any final thoughts? It's a quiet week in the NFL finally um, as we're going through this tough time here in in our country. But um, any final thoughts on, on what's going on with the Vikings? I really don't have much. Uh, like you said, it's quiet. And I, I think it's quiet at the perfect time because I feel like the last few weeks have been so uh, busy. We finally do get a break. And then I guess it comes with a, with the gift of Anthony Harris signing his franchise tag. So I, I think that was a good way to start a, a slow week. So we'll see next week and, you know, the coming weeks once things, uh, I guess, start to open up and we'll start to see more people and it'll be more stories out there. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to the preseason. I'm more so looking forward to that Sunday night game on the 30th against the Browns, against uh, Kevin Stefanski and the guys. So that, that'll be the, the game to look forward to. But I think right now, like Jay said, I'm just looking forward to having football back. Definitely. And it's good to see those those first dates on paper when it comes to the Vikings preseason. Um, obviously, looking forward, we will look for those training camp dates towards the end of July. Hopefully that will be finalized in the, in the near future. But um, as we said, it's good to get Anthony Harris back in the fold for 2020. Um, thanks again to Troy Dye for that sit-down interview this week. He took a ton of time um, with us and and really kind of dove into um, his past and, and what's been going on with the Vikings and, and what's going on in his life. So um, be patient. Live football action is definitely on track to be back um, again this fall. And I, I'll just finish off with Jay. Do you have any, any final thoughts uh, heading into next week. More than anything, uh, I think for the fans and for everybody, I just want to say thank you all for tuning in and paying attention to everything that we're doing. I know that VN has been working really, really hard in order to try to line up these kind of interviews and even, like you said, get the fans and to know the players and the players to know the players. And, and it's been a weird time, but it's been great to still have people tuning in and engaging and so thank you to everybody at VEN and thank you to all the fans for engaging with us and just keep tuning in and, and we'll make sure to keep kicking out content. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. And it's always good to catch up as well and um, be safe out there. We'll talk to you next week.